Hello, everyone, and welcome to The JW Show. I'm your host, Joshua Washington, Director of Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. And today I have a really great guest with me all the way from Ghana. He's an incredible person. He does a lot of great work, especially regarding Israel-Ghana relations and Israel-Africa relations as a whole. Um, I'm very excited to introduce this guest today, Mr. John Ayayi. John, thank you so much for being here with us today. It's a pleasure. John, can you let our listeners know... Uh, where you're from and what you do. Uh, so my name is John Ayayi, as uh, Josh has, Joshua has told you. I am from Ghana, born in Ghana, bred in Ghana, schooled in Ghana. And uh, I am a business consultant in the area of strategy and development. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And uh, in the area of strategy and development, and what, um, tell us more about that. So um, how does that work? Is that so? You do that from Ghana. Is that is that for local Ghanaians or for other businesses? So one of the number one challenges that Africans have mainly is how to put the ideas into a concept mm. on paper and then be attractive to generate income or to attract finance. Okay. So what I didn't do is you bring your idea. And I help you go through the idea to make sure that it's a tangible and a relevant idea okay. for where you want to execute it and ensure that the market is ready for it. And then once you've gone through that, we then go through a proposal phase, design a proposal for you that is bankable. And then sometimes we match you with a fund. That is if you need money. If you have your own money, then we help you execute it. And then sometimes we become consultants for you till you can fly. Well, that's awesome. That's incredible. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? Ooh, for about 10 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. And so you've seen a lot of, um, have you seen a lot of young Ghanaians come up um, and, and running their own businesses now and all that? Yes, there's a lot of young Ghanaians, not only Ghanaians, there's generally young Africans coming up. Oh nice. Because okay. I don't know if I don't know if you know this, but the African continent now has about seventy to seventy five percent of its population being youth. Oh wow. Which means that it's one of the strongest continents now mm. in terms of manpower or human capital. And wow. so and on our macroeconomic phase, uh, it looks as if most people are not employed because most people are doing their own thing. Right. So it's a more of an entrepreneurial environment in Africa. And Ghana is even more. There's no idle person, or let me not put it that way. There are idle people, but there are more people doing more things than you can imagine. Wow. Wow. I yeah. didn't know that. So you said the reason why the unemployment is seems high is just because everyone's doing it. There's a lot of entrepreneurs that the people are doing their own. Yes. Thing. That's awesome. Yes. That's Most really... people are doing their own thing. They're either doing some sale, some trade business, or some petty cash business. Just something small. Everybody wants to earn their own money. Right. One right. way or the other. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. That's awesome. Cool, John. And um, tell us a little bit about GIA. What is GIA and, and what do you do in that? So GIA simply means uh, Ghana-Israel Alliance. Mm. Um, five years ago, talking to a very good friend of mine in South Africa, Olga, about our frustrations on the continent, she then said, I think we need to bring somebody on board Hmm. from Israel. So we gave a call to one of her friends then, who is now my friend as well, 
family. Mm. And in that tripartite conversation, we then realized that most of the solutions that we want in our countries, because all guys in South Africa now in Ghana, that we have we want in our countries, Israel has already been through what we are going through now. Right, right. And so what Ghana Israel Alliance is trying to do is to showcase Israel one on the religious aspect because Ghana is strongly Christian. Mm, mm. And 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 so to put to sell that aspect of Israel properly, but also attach the economic sense of who Israel is. Mm. And the kinds of solutions that Israel can give to Africa because they've already been through the path that we are walking now. Right. right. So Gia is sort of an advocacy to make Israel more attractive to the Ghanaian or to the African. Mm. And how successful has that been? Have you seen a lot of uh, good response uh, in Ghana with, with yes. since Gia? Yeah. We've, we've seen a lot of response, mainly because, so for for the typical Ghanaian Christian, uh, the Bible is is where it ends. Right. Some people don't even believe that you can still walk through Jerusalem as a country or as a state, as a city. Oh, wow. Some, yeah, so some people still don't know that Galilee still exists. Mm. Some people don't even know that the, the Dead Sea or the Red Sea they don't even know that you can trace these things to make your Bible more relevant more real. and real to you. Right, right. So part of what Gia does is to send people on trips right. to go through their faith or their religious exercise and then be introduced to Israel apart from the religious part to the economic wealth that they have. So that's what Gia does. So we... I think the the next trip that we are trying to put together is a group of strong Christian businessmen mm. who then go to Israel, do their their tour, what we normally call the pilgrimage, right? Do the sites, pray, and then sit down and strategize around their businesses on how best to involve Israel technology in what they're already doing. Right, right. Yeah, so that's going to be the next trip that we are planning on. Yeah, so. We, awesome. uh, there's a lot of traffic on the website now, or okay. the link now, Okay. as to what we do. And so that's very exciting. That's awesome. And for our listeners, what's the name of the website? No, it's, uh, okay. So it's not, it's a link. The link is just Ghana, Israel as Gia okay. on Facebook. Oh, perfect. That's okay. what we're using now. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, good, good. And then I, I checked out um, a little bit of what you guys do online, and I saw that, um, and you, you touched on a little bit of it, the religious aspect of it. Um, you said that Orgia has three main components to it when it comes to Israel and, yeah. and Ghana. One is cultural, one is economic, and one is religious. Can you talk a little bit more about the religious part of it? How how do you um, reach out to the to Christians and, and get them to connect to Israel in that way? Okay. It's easy with Christians because they are already acquitted with the text of the Bible. Mm. Mm. Uh, they know the stories, right. um, uh, but the only issue now is how does that become real to them? Mm. Right. There's one thing telling somebody that fire bends, but when they put their hands in fire, they will tell you, I know fire bends. Right, right. So what we are trying to do now is whatever you've read, whatever you've believed, mm. yes, it's not enough to believe it in an imaginary way because right. these things do exist. 
There are research or there are museums or there are places that you can go to that the patriarchs of old that the Bible talks about Mm. have walked. And so basically to trying to tell people that the things that you're reading in the Bible and you're believing as part of your religious faith or your religious exercise was once somebody's reality. Mm. Right, right. And so these things were collected so that you will be able to guide your life today. So simply means that whatever you are also doing today Mm. could be collected for the generations that are coming next to know what you also did. So that is what we we do with the with the religious aspect of it. So right. typically somebody enrolls to embark on a religious trip to Israel. Yeah. We get to Israel, there are lined up sites that you visit to make the Bible real to you. So you mm-hmm. go to uh David uh, King David City, you will go to um the praying the the wailing wall. Right. You go to Galilee, you go to the Dead Sea, you go to all uh, all those places. Mm. So that you can you can be able to relate when you come back to Ghana the the paths that these patriarchs walked. Mm. Mm. Wow. And that increases your faith even more. Right. And so then you can please God better. Absolutely. Because then you know that it's not it's not something that you're doing because you have to do it. You're doing it because now it is very real to you. And right. your belief is is very much, much, much more now on the solid foundation. Mm. Right, right. And and not forgetting that the whole world systems, um, I don't know why, but are designed against Israel. Mm. Uh, I'm not. We shouldn't be surprised because right. it's it didn't start today. Right. Uh, somebody might ask the question: If God is God, why is He allowing other people to take over His estate? No, that 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 is not the way to see mm, it. Right. Right. He 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 brought us here to have dominion over his estate. Mm. So when people are talking against God, technically they're talking against us, but we are not doing our job. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so it's bringing that reality to say, listen, when we do our job, people will then understand that Israel was the firstborn because God wanted to use them as a template Mm. so that we, who were then referred to as Gentile nations, would know that this is the template that God has set in place for us to follow. Mm. And most of our economic or most of our businesses, most of the laws that we have in the world today, we're taking from the Ten Commandments. Mm. Every country's constitution, you'll find traces of the Ten Commandments in it. And right. except the ones that are beginning to move into what is called a secular economy, which means there's no God. Right. right. But technically, that template has never changed. The guidelines that came from Moses mm. has still become the governing guidelines for most nation national constitutions. Wow. And yeah, so these are the things that we're trying to bring out so that people will understand and embrace Israel better. Mm, mm. That's incredible. That 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 is incredible. And um I wanted to you, you mentioned that uh you briefly mentioned that it seems like the different nations or the world seems to be against Israel and um and in a especially on the continent where the different African countries depending on which country you're talking about, it could be very hostile toward Israel or just very quiet um, when, when Israel needs support. Um, how has, how has Ghana been? Um, I know that there are diplomatic relations between the two countries, but in your, in your view, has Ghana um, as a country stood for Israel when, when it, when Israel needed them the most? 
Uh, I'll say no, and I'll tell you why okay. I'm saying no. Yeah. Um, again, it's unfortunate that when whatever a government does sort of speaks for the entire country. Mm. So I'll give an example. The last time when uh, the U.S. decided to move their embassy to Jerusalem because President Donald Trump believed that that was the right the right thing to do. Mm. Mm. When it came to voting, our country voted against Israel, okay. against against the motion. Okay. Right. Right. Now this was sad because almost like I said, about seventy percent of the population of Ghana are Christians. Right. And so there was a there was a almost a riot that why did they go against? Wow. Israel. Right. Right. And so the conversation opened a whole new chapter where the clergymen, people who were leaders in their own right in religious institutions, actually called to speak with the president and to tell him that what he did was wrong. Wow. And so there was a lot of advocacy going around that from, uh, from individuals trying to make waves and to tell people that, listen, that was a wrong move. Right, right. So, uh, so the statement was, why do we then love Israel privately, but publicly we are turning against Israel? Mm, mm. And that then moves us into the geopolitics of the world, where right. because Africa, unfortunately, is labeled poor, but I don't think we are poor. I think we are the richest continent in the world. Mm, mm. But because we are labeled poor, because we keep asking for donations, we, still asking for, we keep asking for aid, Right. We then have to dance to the tune of the people who are giving us money mm. to survive. Right, right. So that when we go for more, they can give us. So then the nations that are already against Israel on the geopolitical front, who have then given us some sort of revenue, then dictate what we should do. Right, right. Which is sad. Yeah. Which is sad. But I believe that that is one of the fundamental challenges that we have on the continent mm. where we have other forces in the government, in the governmental circles dictating to other nations what they should do because of the kind of help that they will be able to give to these countries. Right. right. And it's, 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 the dynamics are quite interesting because mm. for some reason, our, every, every uh, presidential candidate in Ghana, if, the head is a Christian, and they always make sure that the head is Christian because they want the Christian vote. Right. And then they then try to make the vice a Muslim. And I'm not saying that mm. anything to say that Muslims are bad people or not. As a matter of fact, most of my friends are Muslim. All I'm trying to say is that that releases a dynamic that becomes confusing when it comes to taking decisions as to who to support and who not to support. Mm. And so that leaves the danger of countries not fighting for Israel the way they should fight for Israel. I mean, if you come to Ghana, our agric ministry is almost in bed with Israel in the area of agric now, trying to be, trying to involve Israel because Mm. we have arable lands that need to develop so that our people can feed. Mm, Right, right. Our people can, our people can live well. Mm. So those are some of the things that, so that's what I'm saying that is yes and no. If you cast a vote today for individuals to support Israel, you get more than 50 percent wow but if you leave it for government alone to represent the country's position on israel they are going to go based on 
what is convenient for what they're going to get from outside. Mm. Wow. That's why I said yes and no. That makes sense. And that, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you, and you talked about it just now a little bit, but uh, you guys are a democracy and um, you would think that the leader would want to reflect the views of, of their people. Um, but you're saying because of the influences from other countries and also just the fact that the, the people that they appoint to serve with them have different interests that they tend yes. to, that that's wow. Yes. Um, okay. That's, that's really, I'm going to talk, I want to ask you more about that, but we're going to take a short break. Um, we'll be right back, John. Thanks. Thanks again. Don't go anywhere. It's a pleasure. the JW show. Once again, I'm here with John Ayayi. John, thank you again for being here with us today. It's a pleasure. Once again. Yes, yes. So, John, uh, we were talking about Israel-Ghana relations before the break and um, and why things seem to be... Ghana doesn't seem to have Israel's back when uh, Israel needs it the most, but, there, but on the ground, there are a lot of people that support Israel and Ghana. What do you think... Israel needs to do in order to strengthen that support between Ghana and Israel? And then what do you think that Ghana needs to do as well? Okay. So uh, I'll, I'll then go back to the um, relationship between Israel and Africa generally. Yeah. Now, in every spot or in every patriarch's life, you will realize that they had something to do with Africa in terms of Moses in terms of Abraham, in terms of Isaac, Jacob, even in Christianity, Jesus had to go to Egypt. Now, uh, at that time, Africa was Egypt or Ethiopia, was a superpower. We, we, we had our own inventions, we had our own construction, we had everything. Mm. So the, I believe that the reason why these people had to come here was for refuge. So we've always been sort of uh, shelter for Israel. Mm, mm. Always been. Right, right. Which is why it is sad that we've moved away from what what we used to do before. Right. Because if you study the way even the African Union used to vote back in the day, yeah. it was always in favor of Israel. Right, right. Our first president, when he became head of state when he took over after after the struggle for independence, he declared that Ghana would not progress or would not succeed if we do not embrace Israel, in quotes, if we don't embrace the things of Christianity. 
mm. which means he wanted us to embrace the Bible right. as our way of life. Right, right. Now, Israel has a lot of things working against them. And so if you look at the budget of Israel, their defense budget most of the time is higher than every other budget. Right. Why? Because they want to protect themselves. Mm. But moving forward, to answer your question more appropriately, the way to the way for Israel to be more relevant in Africa will be to help us more. And I'm using help cautiously. Mm. Um, they should be able to share information with Africa more. They should be able to invest in Africa more. Mm. Uh, they should, and when I say investment, I'm talking about technical know-how and skills. Right. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, for example, about, not to over-exaggerate, 50% plus of all the arable land in the world now, good for farming, is mm. in Africa. Right, right. So, if Israel has the best technology for agriculture, where's the best place to transport that technology? Is Africa. Mm, right. People yeah. are still dying in Africa from hunger, which is a shock, right. because we have arable land to plant. Hmm. people are dying from waterborne diseases still in Africa. Israel, with no water coming from anywhere on the desert, has clean water flowing from their taps that you can drink. Hmm. Hmm. So if you want to learn any, any good technologies, or if you want to treat our water, or know how best to distribute our water effectively, we need to partner with Israel. Hmm. Now, thirdly, healthcare. Israel is very good with healthcare. Our people are still dying from basic things like cholera and malaria. Right. Israel went through the malaria phase many years ago and they have succeeded. I can almost assure you that malaria is about 10%, less than 10% in Israel. Mm. Wow. But in Africa or in Ghana, if, the, if, you, if you do the statistics at the end of every year, 70% of all the diseases that were reported in hospitals were malaria. Mm. So you then see that if Israel then begins to invest seriously in Africa, it will help Africa realize what Israel is doing. Because the other nations that are sort of affecting the decisions of, of Africa are throwing resources at, 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 at Africa. They are throwing resources at Ghana so that they can be able to control what mm. Ghana does mm. or what Africa does. Right, right. So in a nutshell, I think that the relationship between Israel and Africa needs to be reevaluated mm. to look for sort of a win-win or a knowledge share, skills transfer pattern mm, right. of relationship. Right. It's not a it's not I don't I don't believe in aid. I believe in support. Right. Right. Where you can track growth and development, mm. which then benefits both parties. Right, right. You know, and you need to identify people who believe and trust in Israel so that you can do that investment and you can track the investment to see the fruition of those investments. Right, right. It is when those things begin to come out that people will know and understand that indeed Israel is not just a Bible story, but Israel indeed is God's chosen people to save the world as it is written in Isaiah chapter 19, 19 to 25. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 
I, and I want to go back to what you said too, uh, John, that really important, uh, resonated with me that you said you use the term help cautiously because what you're not saying is that, what you're not saying is that, you know, Africa needs more aid and, and money, but, no, but they don't need it. the, the, the but, tools, you know, they need the tools and, and the know-how yes. to do these things because you guys, you know, especially in Ghana, you all already know how to, you guys, you guys know how to make things work. You know what I mean? You, yes. just, need, you just need to, you need the right tools. Is that, am I yes. saying that right? Am I correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Perfectly. That's good. Yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Um, and so, John, I want to ask you to, um, so back to the cultural, religious, and economic side of, of GIA, to you, which, which one to you is, is the most important? Um, and then, and then I want to ask you another question, but let me let me ask you this first. So, which which one of those three is the most important to you? Well, because of where we are now, because of uh, where uh, can I put it this way? Because of where society is now, right? It is as if everybody wants economic survival, mm. economic viability, right? So, because of society, I would say economics is more important. But economics without good culture. Is not good economics, mm. Mm. and economics without a belief system is not good economics because right. you're right. going to make you're going to get wealth, and because you don't have a good belief system, you're going to squander your life or right. destroy somebody else's life. Right, right. Uh, people, there are people in the world now who make money to support people who are doing evil. Right. Yeah. Because they don't have a good belief system, mm. and so. Even though economics will be one on my list, the two other components really play a strong or lay a strong bearing on the economics. And um, John, why is and we've talked about it already, but but I want you to kind of to go a little deeper into it. Why is a good Ghana Israel relationship important to you? Hmm. I. I it is extremely important to me, mm. one, and I, I think I'll list about one or two, but one predominantly, mm. because it is the creator's original mandate. Mm. Say that and again. And why am I saying is a is a is a creator's original mandate? Mm. Okay. And I, and I'll, I'll say that in two ways. I'll explain that in two ways. Okay. The little I know when I read the Bible. He created from Noah three sons, and out of the three sons, we have the table of nations because they branch into other nations. Right. And he gave specific, uh, Noah gave specific blessings to his children. Unfortunately, Ham got cursed, mm. and Ham, Africa becomes a descendant of Ham in, in, in a great sense. Right. But if you look at that construction uh, from the Bible perspective, Ham then was the one building many facilities to house the other siblings, mm. Shem and, and Japheth. So you, Babel was built by Nimrod, who was the descendant of Ham and all of that. Right. So if you look at all that dimension and you get to Abraham and God says, I'm drawing you out of this system and I want to start my original system. You're going to be a father of a nation that is my system. Mm. Which then means that God was beginning to tell us how he originally wanted things done from Adam and Eve, which was, you only have to rely on me and what I tell you for things to be done. Mm. 
right. which is why Abraham was referred to as a father of faith. So mm-hmm. out of Abraham all the way down, we now have Jacob who then becomes Israel and then 12 sons and then on and on and on and on. Right. Now, this template of what God did with Israel mm-hmm. is why I'm saying is the creator's number one mandate. Because if you come to Africa today, we are still believing, we are still building towers of Babel and worshiping them. We have mm-hmm. idols everywhere. We have all the things that he, he, God wanted destroyed. We still have them everywhere. Mm-hmm. So for the purpose of our salvation, it is important that we have a relationship with Israel so that we can understand thoroughly mm-hmm. the creator's original mandate for us. Mm-hmm. Secondly, back this is now on the physical side. Right. Everything that Africa is going through now, Israel almost has a solution for it. Mm. Mm. So I don't see why we should be... And, and then also, apart from having the solution for it, they have a higher standard of delivery of the solutions mm. that are even more sustainable. And I'm saying that cautiously because of China. Right, right. When we go to China... China has very authentic products. Right. But because of Africa's mentality of buying things that are cheap, mm. because of where we are and where we've come from, China has a vast of market. They can give you, once you have money, China will give you something to buy. Right. If you have more money, they'll give you quality. If you don't have money, they'll still give you something that works. But the question is for how long? Right, right, right. But you see, unfortunately, Israel will not do that because they will not compromise on their integrity. Mm. And so because we are coming from the back and we need to build sustainable economies, I think that a relationship with Israel will help us also develop standards and guidelines as to what we can tolerate and what we cannot tolerate because of where we need to go to. Right, right. And also because they can understand what we are going through because they've been through it before. They understand what hunger is. Mm. They understand what not having water is. They understand what not having good health care is. They understand what not having a good educational system is. And they understand, number one, the value of family life. Mm. Mm. Because everything begins with the family. Right, right. So these are the reasons why I believe strongly that relationship between Ghana and Israel is important. And then predominantly, Africa and Israel is important instead of trying to reject them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, John, I, I first of all, I want to thank you so much for, for, for being here with us and, and sharing. This is, this is incredible. And the work you do and, and your passion is very evident. Um, I want to open it up. If there's anything else that you want to let our listeners know, if there's a way that they can... Uh, follow you all or 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 stay in touch um how can we how can we follow your your progress well to follow my progress normally it will be on the jia website uh the jia link okay or you can shoot me an email uh i'll make that available to you probably after the show yeah perfect. and my phone number also after the show awesome. so anybody that calls to contact me you can share it with them perfect. but what i would like to say is that there's been seasons for every continent in the world. Mm. You can track when it was a season of uh, of Europe. You can track when it was a season of uh, of America, the Americas. You can track when it, the just ending season, I believe, is the season of the Asia, Asia bunch. Mm. And we are entering the season of the Africans. Mm. 
So Africans are becoming more enlightened, which predominantly are black people. Right. We are becoming more enlightened. Access information is becoming more open to us. Mm. And so if you want to invest anywhere, if you want to do anything anywhere, research, whatever, I think Africa is the next place to go to. Mm. And Africa, even though there are challenges, we think that if you come with good solutions, we are open to do business. We are open for good relationships with whoever. Right. Just know that I also want to cautiously add that because one person is evil doesn't mean everybody is evil. Mm, mm. But just make sure that your line of introductions are clean enough so you can trust relationships that you get into so that together we can build a common destiny to honor the name of the Lord. Absolutely. That's awesome, John. That's powerful. And absolutely, Africa is on the rise. I, I'm really I'm really glad that I, that I got to interview and, and know more about what you do and why it's important. Um, thank you very much, John, and, and uh, we wish you well on this, and, and God bless you. Thank you. God bless you, too, and all your listeners. Thanks, John. And thank you all for listening once again. This is The JW Show. I'm Joshua Washington, Director of Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel, and I'm signing off. Shavuot Tov.